Hello everyone. My name is Saleha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds and experiences, and together we will dig deeper into the spiritual connection with our own being or our own soul. We'll be discovering how to transform our mindset. We'll be looking into mental health and also looking at self-improvement ideas to shape our lives. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity, for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 40th episode of the Untold Story Told. Listeners, today's episode of the Untold Story Told promises a blend of spiritual insights and a global journey unlike any other. Our guest isn't just your ordinary speaker. He's an energy powerhouse, an international communicator and a master of narratives that spark connection introducing Callum Hawk not only is he one of the youngest practicing master trainers in the world achieving his master trainer ABNLP accreditation at the age of 36 but he's also a globetrotter whose footprints span 31 countries and over 60 capital cities Those 700 nights and 11 years on the road haven't just been about sightseeing. They've been about understanding the tapestry of human experiences, stories and cultures driven by a passion for connection and an inspiration to turn every tale into a magnetic experience. Callum has trained and coached thousands from Australia to the US and through digital bridges to every corner of the globe his journey has reshaped the way he sees the world fostering a desire to break down barriers and truly master the art of communication prepare to be enthralled to connect and to see the world through the captivating lens of Callum Hawk Let's unveil today's untold story. Hello Callum, welcome to the Untold Story Told. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me here, Celia. It's uh wonderful to be a part of your podcast. I've been listening to a number of the episodes and and I'm looking forward to the conversation today. Yes, so are we at the Untold Story Told. We love hearing other people's stories. It's going to be a fantastic podcast today. So, why don't we start a little bit with you telling the audience about yourself, Callum? Okay, great. So, I my name's Callum Hawk. I am the one of the co-founders of Connect Coaching, uh which is my my company, my business, and we focus on helping people in the training and coaching business grow their business and basically use the 30 plus combined 
years of experience that my uh, business partner and I have to, to help people essentially grow their companies, to build it, to develop it so that they can be successful in business as well. Uh, I guess you're probably wondering how I got here today, how I have created this, this new idea that we've, we've developed. Um, and, you know, for us, it's really in the name of Connect Coaching. Everything we do is about connection. It's about the human relationships that we develop. And I guess for me, that was really inspired through my upbringing, through my parents, uh, through my family and, and the small little coastal town that I grew up in, in central Queensland. I grew up in a small place that pretty much no one has ever heard of uh, called Emu Park. There was roughly 6,000 people that were in that small little town when I lived there. And it, it was a very, very special place. It was where the, uh, the reef met the bush, essentially. Uh, we had the beautiful Keppel Islands in front of us. We had the amazing um, beef plains that surrounded us. And, and also further out, we also had a lot of uh, different mining operations and gas operations as well. So it was, it was a melting pot of different cultures, different sort of demographics. And it was a wonderful place to grow up because, like I said, being someone who loves connections, loving the relationships that, that I, I have uh, with the people that are in my life, I couldn't get away with anything when I was growing up in Emu Park. I <laughs> would go down the street uh, and, and visit my friends. And by the time I'd got home, the, the bakery or the bakery owner would ring my grandmother and tell them, what I'd been up to and my grandmother would call my mum and, <laughs> and tell, tell her what we'd been up to. So I guess it was that, that early influence that really uh, created my, my love for, for people, my love for connection, my love for communication. Um, and that took me on a, a, on a huge journey that we can, we can dive a little bit further into. Um, but that, that is where I, I started and, and I, was really in search of my, my, my purpose, what I was meant to do in this life. And I looked around me at the time and I found that pretty much everyone that was in my life, including my, my mum, my dad, all my friends at school, had a really clear vision of what, what they wanted to do with their life. And they, it was almost like it was inbuilt into them. And I, I didn't feel that. I, I didn't really feel like I uh, fitted in a lot of the time at school. I didn't really um, connect with the, the educational style that I was a part of. And, you know, for a lot of that time through school and even through university, I struggled trying to match up whether it was a fit for me. Um, and it got me really interested in how the mind worked uh, and how we communicate with each other and just how different our models of the world can be to one another, even when you're living side by side with somebody. So it was, it was through that self-reflection, through diving into a bit more self-awareness as I got a little bit older that I, I started to want to try to figure out how to work out what my purpose was. And, and that was really the start of the, the journey that I'm on now. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I, there's so much in what you just said, and I'm sure that it's been an experience that you've lived through, you have sensed each and every space that you've been through, right? What you were saying in there was the love for connection and communication is what led you to, you know, in the end, you say, finding a purpose. And I think there are a lot of us who are wandering within us and we are going through life, 
wondering what is the reason we are here? What do we want? What is it that we are truly meant to do? And I think it happens to all of us at some time in our life. And to go towards that understanding and actually getting to know uh, what we want without those, uh, you know, those limiting ideas that tell us, for let's say, you know, a person could be at a place where they go like, oh, I don't want to try this new thing because, uh, you know, I don't know where to lead me. So I guess with your journey, one of the most beautiful things, as I said, the love for connection and communication was coming out very strong. And the second thing was about finding your purpose. Um, I found that really beautiful about your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it didn't come naturally uh, to me. It, it, there was a lot of frustration that I went through. And, and a lot of that was due to not really knowing how to process my emotions at a young age. When I, when I was young in primary school and high school, I would feel emotions really, really strongly. And because of that, and because of my reactions to those emotions, I was targeted uh, by, you know, people call them bullies, but you know, my peers, because I was getting, they were getting this, you know, huge reaction out of me. Um, and it was, it was through that wanting to figure out what made me tick what made me different to other people because i noticed most people were getting around mm. quite fine and, and not having this huge surge of emotions bubbling up inside of them and, and it made me want to explore that further and, and i alluded to it before with really being fascinated by the mind and how it worked and and taking a journey with that to find out a little bit more about how i worked and how i ticked and what made me have this experience that I felt was very, very different to other people. And, and, and it was good that that happened at the time. It, I, I felt like it was the worst thing in the world. It created a lot of trauma in my life. It created a lot of challenges that I had early on. It, it um, had a big effect on my confidence up until, you know, I was in high school and started to, you know, get a little bit bigger than everybody else. And then they wanted me to play football with them. But um, yeah, it, it, it was, it was a strange feeling. It kind I kind of remember this moment when I was driving at night, I must've been coming back from you know, some sort of event with my parents and I was looking at the window and I, I saw the, the, the full moon in the sky and just felt like I, you know, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. And it was kind of the first time I felt that real strong self of self-awareness. It was like this spark went on inside of my mind. Um, and that's, that's when I started asking, you know, a lot of questions from the people that are around, were around me, particularly those people that I saw that were very congruent and certain about who they were, yeah. what they did and <laughs> the direction they were going in. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was through those questions that I started to discover for myself, mm. a, a roadmap of how to find my passion and my purpose in life. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, I love that roadmap, uh, roadmap to the purpose in your life. Um, I understand through your journey that you, you mentioned a lot about learning through others, learning through other people, learning through their experiences of how they thought about things, how their mind perceived things and how to, you know, how to help them out of their thinking. Uh, let's say if it's a, uh, a thinking that does not go beyond a certain level, and you, you thought about how to get them out of that little box and get them to think outside the box. And I think that kind of 
was very prominent in your journey, which which kind of uh, drew you into how to get to know, uh, let's say, the the minds of people who are not ready to do something which is the next step, or, the, or they also call it uh, going into the uncomfortable stage of your life. Is that so? Yeah, it was, it was, I was living, even though things were uncomfortable hmm. for me through high school, they weren't uncomfortable enough for me to hmm. take action or to move off, off the uh, hmm. comfort zone, if you will. Hmm. And it was, I, I had, I was playing rugby league, somewhat semi-professionally uh, i was living on the sunshine coast mm. in queensland and i had a bad accident on the field i hyperextended my my knee and tore my acl and a lot of cartilage around my knee um, due to a tackle from the other team and that just turned my whole world upside down because at that time i was experiencing some independence away from my family away from you know i guess the the small little coastal town that I grew up in, and I was starting to discover my who, who I was without, I guess, the overshadowing of mm. who people perceived me to be in the in the small little coastal town that I lived in, and uh, I remember that my dad flew down to the Sunshine Coast from where we lived, and he took me out for the day to uh, Dreamworld, and we started to have a conversation, and I I said to him. You know, I always admired my father because he had amazing metaphors, amazing stories that still sit with me today. And it's and it feels like even still today, I'm unfolding another layer of meaning that was embedded uh, in those stories, especially now since I've become a father myself. And one of the things I asked him on that day trip that I had with him when I felt like my life had been turned upside down, it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. But um, was I asked him, how did you find out what your purpose in life was? Because I noticed that, you know, when he got up in the morning, he was jumping out of bed. He was excited to get into the, the day. He was, he was a plumber by trade. He had his own plumbing business. And, you know, I somewhat walked in his footsteps with that just by falling into it because I didn't know what else I wanted to do. So I was doing my plumbing apprenticeship with a different company down on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, and I asked him, I said, how did you find what your purpose is? Because when I look at you, you, you bounce out of bed, you get excited about the day, you get your team together, you get them excited about their day. You, <laughs> you help us get out of bed. You, you help mum with the, the chores and the things that are happening in the house. And it just feels like you're full of energy all the time. And he said, what he did was he found out what he was passionate about and worked out how to use that passion to help people. Mm. And he said that was his purpose. Mm. So that set me on a bit of a journey because mm. I didn't really know what I was passionate about. Mm. And um, you've, you've talked at length about how I now help people get outside of their own comfort zone, but it was through that experience of, wow, okay, asking the right questions and then exploring what the answers mean to you. What is my passion? How can I use my passions to help people? And that led me to start to travel all around the world. I, I traveled the world twice. I went and moved to, to London. I went and traveled all through uh, Europe. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe traveling my passion because I, I love it a lot. I love, you know, 
exploring yeah. new places, putting myself into new situations, mm. breathing new culture and foods and music and dancing and festivals and celebrations. And I, that took me on another long journey through uh, South and Central America, where I spent another nearly 12 months traveling through South and Central America and really immersing myself, uh, myself in the culture there and the language and it was actually on that trip when I discovered that I loved inspiring people mm. I loved communicating with them in such a way that I was able to blow the boundaries of what they thought was possible out so much so mm. that they weren't just going to keep thinking about doing it one day but they were going to take action on it now wow and that was just coming naturally to me. I, I remember one particular conversation when I was in Guatemala or Honduras, I can't remember exactly where, but I was in a hostel and there was a, a young lady that I met early on in my trip, maybe eight or nine months previously. And I could see that she was incredibly upset. She was crying. She was in a hammock. Um, she was, you know, hiding herself from the world. And I could see she needed someone to, come and talk to her. So I went over there and I said hi, and she was really excited to see me. And I asked her what was happening. And she was just about to finish her trip around South and Central America, like I was. Mm -hmm. And she said, one of the things that she was struggling with the most was that she finally came out about her sexuality on this trip. She was, um, you know, deciding, you know, whether or not she wanted to share it with her family, because she wasn't sure how they would respond to it. They weren't, she wasn't sure whether that she was going to get a welcomed reception or whether she was going to be rejected by that. Mm. Um, and I told her a story. I told her a story about a good friend of mine. He was on my football team, very, very successful football player. And he eventually decided to come out and talk about his sexuality with, with his friends, his family. And I told her how it became one of the most important days of his life because of how understanding and how accepting everybody actually was. Mm. And I saw a shift in her. I saw a change in her mm. physiological state at first. Mm. And then I saw a color shift where her, her emotions changed from negative emotions to positive emotions, just by telling that one story, just by having that one conversation. And she jumped up out of the hammock. She gave me the biggest hug and she was so excited about going home now and starting this new life with her family and her friends back home. So it was that, that point that I was like, this is what I want to do all of the time. You know, this is, this lights me up. This gets me excited. If I can create this type of change in somebody just by having a conversation and telling a story, then that's what I want to do. That's, that's my passion. And it, gave me a direct link to how I could use that passion to help people, which was clear to me. Mm. And I felt like that was my purpose. So, yeah. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful uh, story. And the fact that, you know, it's actually happened and that it moved her and it shook her to take that leap, to take that next step in her life. And, you know, knowing that somebody has, you know, it's kind of felt like she, she felt like you were next to her so she can do this, right? And I think sometimes as human beings, we just need a little bit of positivity to move forward and not just positivity, right? So what I feel with the story is also that uh, there's a thing called sympathy and there's a thing called empathy. 
and uh, sympathy, sympathy is uh, what I, I can relate to is when I was younger uh, uh, my if I wouldn't finish my food my mom would go like there you know there are people dying of hunger in the world so eat your food and so that didn't really work for me because that was more like okay so you're you have food so be grateful because there are people dying for me, I could just see people dying in my head, <laughs> yeah. right? I would like to think of this people dying, so eat or like, there's, there's no connection, there's no computing of that. And the second thing is empathy, where you just sit with the other person and you hear them out and you don't try to overdo it for them. For instance, like, you know, there are other people who are also sad. Let's say a person is sad and you know, there are other people who are also crying. You just sit with them, you hear them out and then whatever comes to you to say to them comes from a very true place, right? And what I felt from your story is like you actually sat yourself down in her body in a way, you know, just to speak energetically, and you got to feel what she needs to hear. And she got to hear something which was probably embedded within her, but she couldn't hear that voice because of whatever she was overwhelmingly feeling and engulfed by because of that, you know, what will I do and what will happen and I'm stuck. You got her unstuck. And I found that so beautiful because now that I see you, Callum, in what you do, and because I've also been on a program with you and it's been an amazing experience, we'll get into it, uh, the present perfect experience. In that, I also felt for me as a human being that the idea of getting people from a stuck state to into an unstuck state has been also something that drove you from there onwards, right? Yeah, and it was the process of unsticking myself first. <laughs> um, you know, that that was what drove yeah. me towards that was, you know, just not being satisfied with my life and looking at other people and, and seeing that there must be, there must be a way. Hmm. There must be a way. And like I said, asking the right questions. It it was it was it was that moment actually that I jumped onto, you know, they had internet cafes back then. I'm kind of yes. showing my my age a little bit, but um, you know, we had internet cafes at yeah. the hostel, and you know, we we're all sitting there, and I I ended up logging onto the computer and signing up for a psychology degree. Um, you know, I had I was part the way through another university degree and I decided that I was going to change to psychology and and I came home and I told a good friend of mine that I was going to start this psychology degree and and he told me just before you start that just before you go and spend all the money on a psychology degree I want you to go and listen to these audio files that I have mm. and it's it's on something called NLP now, at the time, I thought it was some sort of political party. I thought he was trying to get me into some sort of new, you know, political movement. But he said, no, I think with you, you will love what NLP stands for. And for those of you who do not know, it's Neuro Linguistics Programming. Um, it, it dives a little deeper into how the mind works. And the reason why I think it's so powerful is because it doesn't just work with someone's conscious mind and give them coping mechanisms mm. to deal with their problems. And, and what you said before about sympathy and empathy, for me, when you're giving someone sympathy, you're still treating them like they're a victim to their circumstances. When you're looking at empathy, you're meeting them where they are, mm. but you're not getting stuck in 
the place with them, which doesn't help anybody. You know, if you if you see quicksand or you see someone drowning, the worst thing that you can do is go and get into that bad situation with them. Okay. You need to get into the life raft yourself first before you can help other people into it with you. So, um, you know, a lot of what I, 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 I loved about NLP at the time was that it sort of took into account the entire being of somebody, the, the entire mind, which also incorporated the unconscious mind or the subconscious mind. And, and for me, that's where all behavior learning and change occurs. That's where all of those memories are that keep us stuck in the past. That's where attached to those memories are all of these terrible, horrible, negative emotions that keep us stuck in the past and they prevent us from moving forward. And, and because it incorporated that side of it as well and showed me that you weren't a victim to your circumstance you can actually create change. You can be at cause for your results, meaning that just because these things are happening around you doesn't mean you have to be victim to it. If terrible things happened to you when you were younger, sure, those terrible things happened. They were significant emotional events. They were traumatic. However, does the 35-year-old, the 45-year-old, the 55-year-old still need to be victim to that circumstance that happened back then. Well, in my understanding, back when I first enrolled into that psychology degree, and I was talking to a psychologist about this, so this isn't my opinion, it's theirs. This psychologist that I ended up doing the NLP trainings with, and I'm not advocating for people to do NLP over psychology, you've got to do what works for you. And that's important. That's one of the most important things. But what she told me was that she was doing NLP, because in that form of coaching, mm. she was able to do to, um, deal with the actual root cause of what was creating that problem and not just deal with the root cause, but have whatever traumatic experience happened back then be completed, meaning that you didn't have an emotional charge on it anymore. Mm. You were no longer tied to it. It wasn't a part of your story and you were able to write a new story, a new empowered story where you were in charge of your results. Mm. And, and when she said that to me at the training, it, it, it had me convinced that I was in the right spot when I learned that. And, and what NLP did for me over the, the following 10 years through becoming a practitioner, a master practitioner, eventually a trainer, you know, and training other people um, to eventually working with the biggest name in the industry, Dr. Tad James, yeah. Uh, working alongside him, mm. um, it, it eventually took me to being certified as a master trainer of NLP with with Tad, and it, it helped me look at things completely differently. It helped me to understand that we all live in different models of the world. Yeah. Okay, and that doesn't. I'm not just saying people from different cultures or countries. I'm I'm talking every single person, mm. every single individual works within a different model of the world. And if you can map the model of the world or you can map someone else's worldview out, mm. then your ability to communicate with them, your ability to understand their troubles and challenges, their traumatic experiences from the past, mm. allow you to much more effectively communicate with them in such a way that you can loose, help them loosen the grip 
on that problem. And that's what I did for that young lady in, in um, Central America mm. was I mapped out mm. her worldview. And not only did I map it out, but I was able to step into it myself. Yeah. I was able to see it through my own eyes. I was able to hear it with my own ears. I was able to feel it with every muscle and fiber in my body. And that made me, by being able to step out of myself into her map, mm-hmm. I was able to see, ah, I understand how this is a problem for you. Mm. I understand where you're coming from. I understand why these behaviors, these emotions, these traumatic events are still troubling you now. Mm. And by doing that, it allowed me then to step out of her map of the world and look at both of ours and come up with a plan of how I could help her step outside of the box Mm. into a new frame, into a new map that provided her not just with new opportunities, but provided her with a way that she could be in control Mm. of where she went on that map from that day forward. So, yeah. Mm. So interesting. So interesting. I mean, um, one of the things that's coming to me is uh, the human need to be, to feel understood, the human need to be seen and heard. And I guess, you know, many of us are, uh, you know, stuck in a place where um, most of the times we don't share or call out for help or don't know who to turn to because we feel that what we are going through, nobody else will be able to understand. And if they saw us in that in that light or in that way, then they might judge us. And the third thing is that if somebody hears about it, they'll be like, oh my God, like what kind of a you know, worthless person I am that I am, you know, this this person that has going through this. What I'm actually pointing towards is also people behind bars. And I think about it too, a lot about that. I think about people like how many people, you know, actually in jail are people who are actually, you know, criminals. And why I'm bringing this up is because that's that kind of a person who is behind bars is a very, um, you know, it, it's, it's the kind of a prototype that I think about in terms of a person who probably wasn't heard, seen and understood in many places Absolutely. of their lives. And uh, now they they feel so much. Uh, what's coming for me is that the guilt of it and also, you know, and in, in the judgments, they like, let's say, I hereby declare you guilty. You know, it's like a further embedment of the self guilt, the guilt given by society can cripple a person like what's let's say that person can grow can evolve can learn new things but if a society their environment they keep tells them they are guilty they're guilty guilty and then they are you know they should they're better off dead then that person can be like that but then there's another person who probably you know feels guilty and they can be given new kind of thinking and new kind of thoughts that they can that they 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 are seen heard and understood and that person can grow so what do you think about that? I, I absolutely agree. And I think that you raise a really important point, whether it be someone that's behind bars or a veteran returning from, you know, one of the world wars or conflicts, mm. or even the breakdown of negotiations where we have these clashes like we're seeing right now uh, in, in the Ukraine and, and in Gaza. I think in many ways, that's a massive failure of 
our collective community and more specifically our inability to be able to step into that map of somebody else's world and, and connect a line of communication where we're able to understand each other and each other's needs. And it's not an easy thing to do, especially when there's thousands of years of history, uh, you know, embedded in, into that strife or conflict. And, And with the example that you gave with people behind bars, it could be generational trauma that's being brought through from one family member to the, to the next, whether it's through, you know, certain behaviors or ways of parenting that they don't know any different because that's how their parents did. And they didn't know any different because that's how their, their parents parented. And I think it's, it's a huge failure in, in, in us collectively as, as a community, because what we don't do and what I was never shown when I was struggling with my emotions, when I was a young man, a young boy Mm. was we've never been able to learn how to self-regulate our emotions. We've never been able to, we've never been taught how to manage the thoughts, the self-talk, the, the ideations that we have. We never get taught how to let go of that intergenerational trauma or, or, um, you know, even things that have happened to us recently, we don't, we don't get taught how to do that. We don't get taught how to move on after we've gotten the learnings from those things. So I feel like that's a massive failure that, that we have, um, you know, and it's more, a lot more in the, seen in the Western cultures, because I feel a lot more in the Eastern cultures, it's more readily acceptable to, to speak about emotions and even speak about spirituality and, and speak about, you know, some of the things that they go through, um, you know, even with take, for example, you were talking about guilt, but take, for example, grief, you know, in, in the Eastern civilizations in the, in the, sorry, sorry, not the Eastern, in the Western, Western culture, we don't really have a process clearly defined that we go through to, to help with the grieving process. Sure. There's, there's some little brochures that, people might give you at a hospital or, or at a church or, or a synagogue or a mosque, but for the most part, there's no clear defined grieving process that you go through. And after losing my father to cancer back in 2011, I realized that there was no roadmap for me to deal with my emotions and my grief. And that was a very destructive part of my life because I didn't know how to deal with that. It came as such a shock. It happened very quickly. And I didn't, I didn't know, I had no frame of reference and I had no process or system of how to deal with that. And if you look at the Eastern cultures, um, you know, especially in, in, even in the Middle East, you, you have this time where you wear uh, black and, and you, and, you know, for, um, women that lose their husbands, it's, they become a widow and that, you know, they go through a grieving process. And, and that helps them to get completion with those negative emotions and those traumatic events that have happened in the past. And I really feel like there needs to be a bit of a redesign of the paradigm. Mm. And I feel like we need to embrace a lot of these modalities that are being taught now that clearly show that you can let go of traumas, even post-traumatic stress, mm. even you know really significant emotional events that have happened in people's lives are able to release those negative emotions. Um, and I'm talking, 
hear about you know a lot of the modalities that you can see in the alternative space um i think we need to start embracing those more and we're starting to see a little bit of that now enter into the mainstream but mm. i, I want to see more of that and that's that's one of the reasons why i went from teaching mm. these things to people mm. to now wanting to consult and coach people in their businesses that do these trainings and these coachings because mm. i I have worked with thousands of trainers and coaches and consultants that are in this space from all over the world in over 15 different countries around the world. That's, that's what I, my focus was for the last six or seven years. Mm. And I helped them to, to grow and build their businesses. And because of that, they were able to train and coach more people and, and they created more coaches, they created more trainers, and then they were able to help more people. So it's like this ripple effect that mm. keeps going out. But the one thing that held them back wasn't, their skill and ability to help people and get the result. It was their inability to know how the business side of their business worked. Wow. And I saw, and my, and my business partner, Connor Healy saw a massive gap in the market where no one was helping these guys develop, build and grow their training businesses that were, when they were training these different modalities. Yeah. So we are on this, transformational pathway where we want to help with the transformation of the planet and the way that we're doing that now is through helping grow these schools that are in pakistan or in thailand or in cambodia or in peru or in the middle east in all different countries jordan uh, the uae saudi arabia um, we want to help these schools grow up because that's what we have been doing for the last seven to ten years for me connor was doing it for 20 years we want them to help them get off the ground so that they can become profitable they can become successful so that they can reach a wider group of people and they can actually influence a wider group of people and they can give these skills and put these skills in the hands of these people in all these different areas so that we can start to see a really massive change uh, in the world beautiful beautiful and it is about the human impact isn't it in the end um it's about connection it's about connection it's about leaving the world with this thought that you left a new knowledge or you changed like made that little incremental incremental change in the human society in our thinking in our thoughts and um i feel that that's amazing the experience you've gone through and going through uh in this also what stood out for me was the fact that you know you you kept going and you kept you know consistently working towards this idea of uh in a way also helping yourself through the the personal uh you know tragedies or stresses or things that you're going through and at the same time keep doing the work so how do you find that like that little balance with like things happening with you you know you never know what tomorrow could be like what today happened what happens today but still keeping keep on doing the work how, how do you how do you balance that i'll be honest with everybody and all of your listeners and everybody watching it isn't a balance for me <laughs> it's it's quite the opposite sometimes especially you know a father of two under under three and you know um my wife is very career driven and has a fantastic career as well so she's focused in a, her, her focus takes up a lot of different directions as well um and my previous role uh, working with Tad was 
required a lot of my time. Often we'd be in the training season that would last six weeks and it would be back to back days and it would be sometimes 12 to 14 hour days. So the, the balance, I can't say that there was really ever a balance. Um, you know, even now with building connect coaching, if we've been doing this for a very long time, but we're doing it under this new umbrella. We're building the infrastructure for the business and we're covering a lot of different bases from, you know, all of the automation, the admin, managing all the different clients, running the trainings, doing the sales conversations, the marketing, you know, it's a lot. So what I will say is that it's been more of a a huge nudge Mm -hmm. and it, it was spiritual of nature. There's been a number of different times throughout my life that certain unexplained things have happened that have nudged me very strongly sometimes almost forcibly but like not in a bad way in a positive way to to continue moving forward and a lot of it was just knowing that i i wasn't happy with the alternative put it that way i wasn't happy with the alternative and for me i think it was einstein who said something along the lines of at some point you need to decide whether or not the universe is inherently evil Mm. or the universe is inherently good. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's your choice. Mm. And for me being a father of two beautiful young girls, (laughs) I want to create a hopeful future. I want to create a bright future. I want to create a future that I'm excited about much like I was when I was a young boy, because it felt like, there were so many opportunities. It felt like I could travel anywhere. It felt like I could, could go and do this or that. And, and I want to continue that for my, my daughters. And, and that's what I focus on. I focus on for myself, for my clients, for my family, for the people that are closest to me, Mm. my, my focus. And this is where I feel like the balance comes into it. Anytime I feel like my focus gets pulled off course, anytime I feel like I'm feeling stuck or I've got negative emotions coming up or I'm feeling challenged or I've got a roadblock in my way, I ask myself what it is that I don't want and then ask myself, okay, what would you like instead? And I focus on that because I know that even if I don't get it, The mere fact that I'm focusing on getting it and having it and being it and doing it Mm. means that I will be in a much better emotional state. Mm. My behaviors will be much more aligned with achieving it. Mm. And I want my clients to have that same success. Mm. And I want my family to have that same success. I want my girls to grow up and feel like Mm. they can be a part of this hopeful, beautiful future that I want to create. And that's in my mind. And I think that sometimes when we look and I'm I'm talking more about what's happening globally at the moment, because it is really affecting me, to be honest with you. Um, You know, I, I, I do have some concerns, but I, I think about it. I zoom out a little bit and I, I zoom out far enough that I don't feel emotionally 
uh, connected to it. And it's only then that I'm able to take a deeper look at it. And, and what, I, what I know is that in my own life, the times in my life where things are breaking down, the times in my life where it's almost like I'm having this tower moment, which is a reference to the archetypes in, in, in the tarot, but when I'm having this tower moment where everything's just falling apart, it's only then that the energy is released in such a way that it can be put back together in something brand new and something beautiful and something exciting. So that's, that's how I reframe myself. And that's how I create balance emotionally. It's how I create balance mentally. It's how I keep allowing myself to be able to perform for myself, my family and my, my, um, my business, my clients. And I, I'm not perfect. I don't pretend to be. Um, I'm very clear and honest about that in my trainings, even though I get up and I have great, these great ideas and I'm, you know, sharing a lot of wisdom and knowledge that has been shared with me. And I'm, I'm just standing on the uh, shoulders of giants, mm. but I, I'm very clear that I'm still that rough and tumble knock around young man from, from, you know, central Queensland who may not be the most polished uh, and may not have it all together, but is definitely invested and motivated by working towards creating, you know, an exciting, positive future for myself and for everybody around me. Yeah. And the fact that you always um, connect to the story of you coming from Queensland and the kid from Queensland is, is uh, you know, it's part of the story because um, that shows how humble you are, how connected you are to that beginning of where you started, you know, and it's that is kind of like grounding as well. I mean, what you just said was, you called it reframing, you called it, you know, uh, Tony Robbins also calls it priming yourself every day. Um, and it's a way of like looking at the vision of where you need to go, rather than where you could go if you're th thinking negative thoughts and what, you know, what I don't want and what I do want and just focusing on that. It's a bit of a grounding in there. It's kind of centers you to a, a central place where you have this alignment where you know that if you stay here uh everything that you want for instance your kids to be happy your your you know your your, your your marriage to be happy your business to be happy everything to work together it all starts working together and what i liked about what you was the way you were talking was you didn't think everything was separate you felt everything like even your business is your baby right mm -hmm. uh, and, and that is a beautiful pl uh, place to be uh, uh, but it takes a lot of commitment as you said you know to remind yourself and to reframe yourself and everything i think uh, that's uh, there's a big lesson in there what you just said is to uh, getting up every morning and keeping our focus on what we want and positive uh, you know giving ourselves that positivity that that way of thinking can um, self motivate ourselves what do you think yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not delusional either. Um, I I know that things aren't always going to work out as planned. I know things aren't always going to be mm. great, mm. and I know that if I'm the most resourceful version of myself, I'm going to be set up to get the best out of whatever may come. Mm. And that's that's really what I strive towards. I I have a little joke at the start of my present perfect training which you've been a part of and and it's it's a bit of a 
you know, play on words. And I, and I tell people when they come to the training on the very first day, on the very first morning, the reason or the thing that stops people from getting up on stage and presenting their, their voice, presenting their vision, sharing their unique idea with the world is because they want it to be perfect. And perfectionism is the enemy of done. Perfectionism is an avoidance strategy. So I've let that go a long time ago because I felt like it was just a part of my fear of stepping out in front of the world that was being hidden behind some beautiful lipstick, which was wanting it to be perfect. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm not delusional. I know that there's a lot of work to work to do. I know that I can't do it all by myself. My business partner and I are 100% committed to helping the businesses of our clients who are doing this amazing work. They are putting on amazing workshops. They are putting on incredible trainings where they're certifying people in these amazing modalities. They are putting on retreats where people are able to heal from their traumas and they're able to heal from those events that have kept them stuck for so long. And if we can help them grow their businesses, they're able to have a positive impact on even more people. And the thing that I love about it the most is that we've built a, a truly international community. We've, we just yesterday did a, 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 um, a long webinar with our students from Thailand, uh, where we had a, a Thai translator uh, on Saturday. Um, and I haven't told you this yet, but I'm really excited because we've got 130 people from Pakistan coming to our webinar uh, on Saturday afternoon um, to learn about what we're doing. Yeah, which is which is super exciting. I got off a phone call not not a week ago with a, a trainer in Peru uh, who's doing certification trainings, but he's also doing amazing retreats up in the Sacred Valley uh, near Cusco, which for those of you who've hiked up Machu Picchu like I have, uh, you know exactly where I'm talking about. But he has retreats up there where people can go and heal, and he's doing this for the people in Peru. So that's you can't control everything and not everything's going to go perfectly, but that's how we have decided to impact the world. That's how we've decided to create transformation on this planet is through helping people grow, build and scale their training businesses, their retreat businesses, their consulting and coaching businesses so that they can continue to do the great work that they do and they can continue to transform the lives of, of their clients and students. Yeah. Is this any new program coming up, Callum, that you would like to share with the audience? Today? We've got two exciting ones coming up and I, I would love to share it. One of them is called Connect and Convert. One of the things that I have discovered over the years that I, I worked in this, especially in the beginning where I was looking for my niche, coming back from my journey through South America, I was wanting to work just with uh, people that were in, a, in the spiritual space. And working with people in the spiritual space at that time, I found there was a lot of uh, spiritual bypassing. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is they wanted to stay in the good feelings of it all. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, so have I. So have I. Um, you know, meditating on the top of my walk up to Machu Picchu and, and in, the, in the ruins of the, the um 
Incans and, and looking out over the sacred Valley and, and just meditating and feeling good. Wow. And, and sure it was, it was, I paved the way to where I am today, but through the spiritual bypassing of actually avoiding mm. the shadow mm. of your unconscious mind, avoiding all the things that you've stuffed down inside of you into the black bags inside of you, um, emotions, traumas, you know, broken relationships, whatever it may be. Mm. So through noticing that I noticed that a lot of people like to come and see me for the first session or do the first part of my training. Um, but they never invested long term and they never took action on anything. They just wanted to feel good. They wanted to be in the vibe of it all. They wanted to be in the bliss bubble. That is, you know, that one of the, you know, there's several stages to meditation when you're, when you're reaching oneness or enlightenment. Um, but one of them is the upper emotional plane where things start to feel light and things start to feel fuzzy and good. And you touch on the lower mental plane and you might have some visualizations and feel great, but they never like to take any action. Mm. And many of them, a lot of the problems that were surfacing were, were problems of lacking something. Mm. And what I discovered was that that lack actually came from the inaction that they were doing in their life. It came from the rejection of creating some solid foundations in the physical world. And what I'm talking about now is things like sales, marketing and business. They rejected that and they want a short, they wanted a shortcut back to spirit. But Dion Fortune said that the ascent or the descent into matter has to occur before the ascent into spirit can be completed. And for me, I took the interpretation of that as you need to learn how to create in the physical world before you can commence the ascent into spirit again. Yes. If we were meant to just be spiritual beings, we would just be that. But we're having this human experience and we're descending into matter, which we are in these bodies and in this world. And a lot of the clients that we had up until a certain point rejected sales Mm. massively. So our our training that's coming up soon is called Connect and Convert. And the reason why I love it so much is because we've switched the model on its head. Mm. It's no longer about sales anymore it's about a personal development experience and you might be able to relate to this a little bit with some of our previous conversations but it's no longer just trying to get someone's money off them so that you can provide them a service Mm -hmm. but it's actually about like i said earlier stepping into that map of their world understanding the blockages and the and the hurdles that they're facing the challenges and showing them that by doing this program or training it's actually going to blow those boundaries out, help them step outside of the box and actualize in the physical world mm. what it is that they wanted to create in the first place. Mm. And because you're able to get to that core resistance that they're having at the deepest part of themselves, which isn't the stuff that they think about and they tell everybody else about, you know, the surface level stuff that we're happy to tell mm. our work colleagues, we're happy to tell the person at the bakery. It's not the stuff that gets stuck in our throat that we can just get out in our conversations with our significant others, our husbands, our wives, our kids, our family members, our closest confidants. Mm. But it's the stuff that we have trouble admitting to ourselves. 
that core resistance. And when you can learn how to have a conversation with somebody like that, when you're offering a service, training, or some sort of product, if you're able to get to that core resistance and you're able to see that person at their core, a place where they can't even, or they have trouble even admitting to themselves exists. Mm -hmm. And you can show them that by providing the service or training to them, Mm -hmm. they can solve that problem. Then you create a forever client someone who wants to stick with you because you've seen them in a way that nobody's ever been able to touch on before and they can experience true transformation through doing your program and that's why every one of our programs now isn't just a training it isn't just a workshop it isn't just a seminar but it's transformational experience Mm -hmm. so that's that's connect and convert it's two days on the second and third of november and then we have another one at the end of november which i'm really really excited about which is called seminar And at seminar, we want to help you take your IP, your ideas, your modalities and turn it into an offer that you can take to market. We want to show you how you can create a seminar, a workshop or a retreat that your particular niche, your audience, your ideal clients absolutely love and helps to provide a stepping stone into your higher end products. And if you don't have those higher end products, we can even help you create those as well. So over the three days, we want to model what you're excellent at, what you are fantastic at doing and everybody loves. Mm. That's unique to you. Mm. And turn that into a process. Mm. Turn that into showing other people how they can achieve the same results. Mm. And once you've done that, package it up Mm. so that it's presented to your market in a way that they want to enroll now. So that seminar is coming up at the end of November. I think it's the 27th, 28th and 30th, 27th, 28th and 29th of uh, November. Um, And they're both done online. So you can do them anywhere in the world. Thanks for that little, letting me do that shameless plug. So So we'll go on your website to do that. Yeah. I'll just put in your website also in the. uh, Yeah. We've got a contact page on our website where you can either leave your details or book directly into my calendar and we can have a call. Uh, with myself or my um, business partner, my co-founder Connie Healy, yeah, and yeah, I just come along, yeah, <laughs> contact us and and look, yeah. it's a it's at the end of the day, we want to know that we're a good fit together, that we will work well together, and and that's really what the conversation's about. We want to make sure that we can connect because that's what Connect Coaching is all about. That is it. And uh, having done a course with Connect Coaching uh, recently in September, uh, there is a, uh, well, one of the things that I that's coming for me right now is feeling this uh, sense of uh, someone's got my back. You know, you talked about um, the forever client, the forever uh, person that you're dealing with so that you can tell more and more about how they can improve their lives and you know, so, the, so the coaching client, I, I don't want to call it client. I, I know the way you look at it is this this person, this human being that you help on their growth right. journey, wherever, they, wherever they're at, wherever they go. So uh, I know right. that there are a lot of programs out there that just when the program finishes, it's the end, it's closed, or it's like you have to sign up to another thing before you can even talk to them. But what I love <laughs> about Connect Coaching is, is that they're approachable. Right now that I have done a course with you guys, lifetime I, support. I, 
I have lifetime support. Like I know who to turn to. Like I, I got this mentor. I think again, it comes back to uh, feeling heard, seen and understood. And for me, uh, in my journey, that has been a very ongoing space. Like if I, I, if I didn't feel I belonged to get that sense of uh, belonging from within me in those hard times to when I, I've most, for the most of my life, I've seen dramatic uh, changes that have helped me about the highest potential I can reach is through mentors like yourself, Gallant. Uh, yeah, thank you for being a part of the journey. Yeah. I've uh, hope that we, we uh, some, some of your listeners and audience members get a lot out of the conversation today. Um, and I, I just want to acknowledge you for the amazing things that you do as well with the unto untold story told. Um, since we first came in contact, I started to, to listen to the episodes and I think that it's, it's a, it's a great forum for, for people to gain greater understanding and start to see that we are more like each other than we, than we probably admit, even though we have different filters and we have different models, models of the world, we are still humans or spiritual beings having, having a human experience. And I think that the untold story told shines a light on that. And uh, you have a beautiful way of gaining that trust early on in the conversation, making people feel comfortable, and then guiding them through unpacking their story um, and, and a story that for many of them, they haven't said before. There was things today that I just felt comfortable sharing um, simply because of the way that you asked the questions. So thank you to you as well and the great work that you do. Thank you, thank you. And as you said, you know, uh, standing on the shoulders of um, great people. Is that what you giants. said? You standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Giants. I, I love it because um, in your story, everywhere you went, you looked at how, you know, people who are doing good things out there, uh, how they're doing it and then how can I do them and how to get people out of their mindsets. Uh, I love that journey where you, you learn from the people who are doing, you know, they were a step ahead of you. They were doing great things in the world. And you just kind of wanted to learn from them and being open. I think the one of the biggest thing as we can do as a human tribe or as human beings, let ourselves be open to learning. Let ourselves be open to just, you know, getting in some new idea and seeing, okay, as you said, you know, zooming yourself out of it and looking at it, um, probably without the overwhelmingness of emotion as you talked about, or without the overwhelmingness of the judgments we hold, the beliefs we hold, the ideas we hold, and go like, what is this thing that is representing itself? What does it have to say? And I think we need to approach knowledge, learning the same way. And if we do that, you know, our, I think one of our purpose is to evolve. And it's not just evolving, just like, you know, just reading books or just doing what we were told what evolving was about. Um, it's literally the Darwin way where we, if we open ourselves to a new way of being, then only then we can shift ourselves collectively. Because if one human being takes that one step, it affects everyone around us. And you talked about a lot about culture, right? Like how you understand cultural differences and how some certain cultures have good things that can be put into this culture. And what I love about it also the fact of, I think uh, it, it's not just the Westernization. For me, I think it's also that Eastern cultures have Westernized themselves. And that's not, that's still not Westernization. For me, it's more about we as humans, 
have forgotten our true uh, spiritual selves, which is just who we are, which spirituality to me is the humanness of who we are, how we talk, how we speak, how we sit across another person and understand them, and just looking at the sun and being grateful for it. At the same time, taking steps, as you said, you know, the I call it the be, do, and have, where mm. it's going forward with what you've understood rather than just spiritually bypassing, sitting in peace, <laughs> harmony, and bliss, and thinking the other person will change their life if you speak to them in the same way. I, I love all that. And it, it's just, you know, going forward into like a, another person's space, let's say, and understanding them for who they are and still being able to bring up, uh, about your idea and the sharing of enoughness of it. And, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. And who are we? We're children inside. And if exactly. we could come from that idea of the village of like everybody sitting together and telling their stories and this person says i saw an elephant and it had you know standing on one leg the other person says something very intellectual like you know a, a theory or a theorem or you know something like pythagoras's uh, theorem or something we can all come together and say our old stories together they don't have to be exactly the same but they exist and being open to hearing them so the untold story told also goes way back to this idea of sitting together in circles sharing our stories as human beings and being like oh okay you went through this i went through this and you went through this and let's what what new knowledges we can bring together and i think present perfect what you're doing which is your baby and callum's baby and the work that you do the collaboration of it has a lot of human element to it i have felt and i, I that's why i get pulled to it i get pulled towards human beings and causes and any kind of learning that has that element so good on you for keeping on doing this great thing and great things in the world and to say more gratitude to you i know you want to say something but i'll quickly get into this second thing which is uh the last thing i do with my uh, guests i'm looking forward them. to this <laughs> so this is uh, a power thought card deck by louise hay i don't louise, know i love louise hay yeah yeah louise hay uh yep. so i'm gonna pull out a card for you and I, what i do is uh this is a gratitude for the time and energy you have spent with us today, Callum. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have another podcast. This doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I'm, I'm open to doing as many as, as you want. I, okay. I love these types of conversations. So it's it's good. It's good fun. Before I pull out a card, I think spirit or whatever within me, the human element within me, let's make it a bit easier on the audiences, is uh, telling me if you could read out what's behind you. Just, just read it out for me. This because you can this, this here it says you yeah where's my hand yes, you yes. can or you can or you can't you will or you won't you do or you don't it's your choice this was something that was told to me uh, when I was making a, a big change in my life it was a complete stranger that I met coincidentally at a an event that I was at and they said to me, they wanted to prove this to me that, and, and I wasn't really, I was quite young then. I was probably 21 or 22 years old. I wasn't really thinking in this way much at all, but he, he basically helped me to change the way that I thought about the world. He helped me to realize that if I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, if I didn't feel like I could do what I wanted to do, if I didn't feel like I was having what I wanted to have or being what I wanted to be, 
that it was actually a choice that I was making myself. And this, these words, and, and it was something that I wanted to share with a client yesterday. These words echo in my mind every single day. Every single day, I need to make a choice of whether I can or I can't, whether I will, whether I won't, whether I do or whether I don't. And it couples quite nicely with the idea that nobody is coming to save you. And I don't mean that to be anything else but a reminder that you have the power within yourself to have your life the way that you want it. And you mentioned it earlier too, like, you know, we are the director, the producer, the narrator, the writer of our lives. And once we reframe that way of thinking, everything changes. So let's say the, uh, a card actually fell out. Dear universe, what is the message that Callum needs to hear today? There's one message already, but I just want to try one more time. What is the message that Callum needs to hear Okay, we got one card and I'll pick up the other one that fell out too. So two cards we'll do for you today. Bonus. The one that fell out was it's safe to look within. It's too bright. Beautiful. It's safe to look within. And what it says on the back side is as I move through the layers of other people's opinions and beliefs, I see within myself a magnificent being, wise and beautiful. I love what I see in me. So Thank you very much. It's beautiful. I love that one. And the second card for you is, is the past is over. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> yeah, the past is over. And it says that this is, this is a new day, one that I have never lived before. I stay in the now and enjoy each and every moment. I send you a picture of. It's funny because they, they they both tie very much into everything that we uh, we spoke oh, about today. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's very very. We spoke about today. Excellent. Yes, and I'll send you a picture of these. Thank you, you so much. That means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. Um, really appreciate you. you as well. Thank you so much for your time and energy. Uh, it's been amazing, and I am pretty sure I'd love to have you again. Are you open to that? Yes, absolutely. I'd love that. So to be continued, take care and uh, have a good day. Thank you. Bye. And if you would like to keep in touch with Callum Hawk, you can do so by going to his Instagram on Callum Connect, spelt as K-A-L-L-U-M-C-O-N-N-E-K-T. And also go to his website on connectcoaching.com.au. That's C-O-N-N-E-K-T coaching.com.au.